Hey guys, welcome back to We're Not the Same. Today we have a little bit of a different episode, just some discussion that we wanted to have. We didn't prep each other for this nope. at all. So this is just kind of you guys listening into our conversation, which is literally what our plan was for this podcast when we first started it. So it was what was put on our hearts. Yes. And so today we're going to talk about the fear of God and what that means, what it means to us and other theological questions. So let's dive in. I have to give a shout out to my t-shirt. <laughs> it's a cool t-shirt. So I found out and am working kind of with this new website. It's kind of like an Etsy, but it's a non-woke Etsy. So they have Christian pro-life values. Um, they support pro-life organizations. And so a, a lot of the sellers obviously on that site support those same values. And so this is from a shop. Um, I think it's called Shop Azalea. I'll put the link below, but it's a mama of four that she makes all these cute t-shirts. And so I couldn't believe that one of her designs is this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If you ever have looked in the description of our podcast, I put that scripture in every single description because that is like the basis of this podcast. Like if anyone is in Christ, then the old is gone and the new has come. So we're not the same. We're not the same because of him. And so I just, I don't know. I was like, wow, like of all the I feel like that's not a super common, no, not you know, at all. the Jeremiah 29, 11, like that's super common. Some of the songs, John 316. like John 316. <laughs> yeah. These things you see all the time. So they're like, and it's not like she just has a t-shirt of every verse. Like she has a lot of designs, but not that many. So I was just like, wow, that is so cool. So definitely a, a place to check out. But um, I feel like this would be like our merch if we made yeah. merch. So maybe I just need to partner with her and be like, We should. We should hey, totally have merch. You want to make some merch for us? That's a great <laughs> idea. We got one. <laughs> but um comment yeah. down below if you'd wear some merch. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you know it doesn't know what it looked like. We'll come up with something. <laughs> something cute. Well, it's funny when I was like teasing about the podcast before I announced yeah. we're doing a podcast everybody thought that I was like releasing some merch really yeah like everybody guessed merch because I was I guess because I was kind of like wearing a t-shirt in the post yeah. that was it was the question uh, everything t-shirt yeah um and I was like oh man no way off track guys way off track <laughs> maybe the sign maybe we should start doing some merch no I mean I think we could make some some cool stuff yeah that'd be super fun yeah maybe work with yeah. A designer or something to make it. So comment below with what merch you would want. Like, what would you want other than this scripture? <laughs> Get this like branded design. Well, it's so funny these days. I feel like we, you know, we want to spend money or especially me, like as I look towards t-shirts or like shirts, like I'm so done spending money on just plain shirts or whatever. Like I want to spend, if I'm going to spend 20, $25 on a shirt, I want it to say something about God or guns or <laughs> america <laughs> yeah we've seen some good shirts out and about lately i know and it's so cool to like we're always like we're big like we support people if they're wearing like a bold shirt 
like that one we saw. Yeah, what was that? What was it? <laughs> he was like, "Are you an American or a Democrat?" Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> and so we we're like, "We love your shirt. We're Americans." <laughs> he just marched right out there. His uh, fresh kitchen was like a subway with fresh food and and stuff. And Bill, I could Bill like can put in the same category as Subway. <laughs> that's true. I guess Chipotle. I guess like, that's the first. I don't know why that's the first thing I jumped to. One of those, you <laughs> first know, of its kind. I feel like was Subway. Yeah, where you walk what? along. But I could tell. I like watched like all of the oh, employees, really? and I could see some dirty looks looking at his shirt while he was ordering. That's awesome. Yeah, I have my one shirt. I don't know if I worn that one on a podcast, but it says I'm not for everyone. And I get so many looks when I wear that shirt. Like I feel like most people are just like kind of like looking to read your shirt. But yeah. then once they read it, they're like, mm, I wonder what's wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? It's the best. <laughs> the best. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that was a little tangent. I love it. We're a little look for some merch. More bleary-eyed than normal because we just had a rough bedtime tonight. Yeah, after we were, yeah, Georgia's causing us some problems, and we <laughs> I wasn't just, gonna call out which kid. Well, you know, put her on blast. Well, She's almost three, so if you know, you know. Like, exactly. Cool. Hey, everybody has their ups and downs, but we're excited tomorrow. We're trying. Three-year-olds to do- have a lot of downs, so that's what it's like. Oh boy, here we go. There I know. Comment if you can relate to that. I feel like we've been talking to a lot of other parents, and I remember even with Avery, like three was definitely harder than two. I don't know why they say terrible twos. I mean, it's they're coming out of infants. They're side, so but like when sweet it's, at two. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's some tantrums, but I feel like they're so tiny that you're just like, oh, they're so tiny. It's a tantrum. But then once they start getting to three, you're like, okay, you're a little old for this behavior. Get it together. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. But we made it. We're doing it. What are we talking today? Today, we're talking about a topic that kind of has been on my heart lately. Um, and and it's been on my heart too. And we actually haven't talked about this too much, but I've been kind of taking it away to be, we've talked about it on a previous podcast, like trying to explore what it means to be like a spiritual leader of the family and all of that. So I've been trying to do a lot of research and there's some good resources and things. And, and one of them um, talks about like the pillars of your family, which we've had discussions about, like what are the pillars of um you know, what your family stands for, respect, trust, all those things. And yeah. we're working on defining that and I'm trying to work on some stuff. But in this research, I kind of came across some some information related to, um, you know, obviously starting with like a Christ-centered home and what does that mean? And there's so many different facets of that. But one of them is fearing God and fearing the Lord. And, you know, there's Proverbs um, that talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And that has always, like, I've always heard, like, you should fear the Lord, like, fear of the Lord. And it's always hasn't sat clearly with me. Like, I've never yeah, really understood hear, like, what that meant. Put the fear of God in them or whatever, like, that saying. Yeah. And I think, so it just started me down a rabbit hole of, like, trying to do more research on what that really means. Because I think fear has such, uh, it can have, like, a negative connotation. But it means so many different things. I mm-hmm. think I think the first thing you jump through is like put the fear of God in them and all of that is like that from a judgment perspective of like I need to, you know, not sin and do these things because I'm going to be judged and which I should is be true. And I, which is true. Which I, yeah, sh- but should I you know should I fear God for the sake of judgment? And I think there's a part of it that is part of that is true. However, if you look at the word, I'm not going to try to pronounce these, but the Hebrew word for fear that was written and the Greek word for the fear is actually related to reverence and awe, Mm. which is reverence is like respect and like 
you know, having that. Almighty God, like he's so powerful. He's the creator of the universe, creator of everything. So, of course, you should have some some fear of that in the sense of like he can literally do anything and it's only because of his love and mercy that he, you know, doesn't just send the fire down upon us every time we make a mistake and sin. Exactly. And it's one of those things like once you say it or like once you look into it a little bit, it makes so much more sense or it like totally clicks. But yeah. you're totally right. Like he is the sovereign God. He is the creator. And I think so many times like we've lost the fear of God in Christianity and in churches. And everybody thinks just the love of God, you know, love of God, love God. We love everybody and we're accepting and and all of that. And that's that's not where it starts. It starts with the fear of God. Like the Bible talks specifically about that. And that's a little bit about this too, is starting with the fear of God and then moving into the other things about discussing God and knowing God and loving God. But the first is, is fear in the sense of awe and respect. Like he is the creator. Like I think I even get to the sense of like, oh, he's my, you know, I don't know, friend is the right word, but there's a feeling of comfort and love that comes with it. Well, but, that's because of Christ. Yes, true. Very true. I think it's just, we have to start somewhere related to recognizing that he created it all and mm -hmm. he is the father. And there's like a massive amount of respect that has to come first. Yeah. Um, which was really humbling and good to hear and relatable. Well, I think it kind of, we see it on a, obviously a much smaller scale just with our own children and it, even us as children and having a healthy fear which again, it's a reverence, it's a respect of your parents because they're in control of you and they're, you know, in control of your life for a certain, <laughs> until a certain age. And so I think that's another thing that has just been lost. I mean, we should just focus on the church and not even worry about <laughs> the secular world because that's sure. just too far gone. But uh, just for that example, like clearly, you know, parenting it's all about the gentle parenting and just you know let the kids be who they're gonna be and so again accepting of whatever it is that they do and how's that working out for society you know not well yeah not at all the other thing i want to mention about fear that was that was helpful is that fear as we mentioned it, it it's multifaceted and complex it's got two meanings it's there's the negative connotation and then the positive connotation, which we're kind of talking about today. And you often just jump into fear, scared, all of that. But I was thinking about it and there's other words like this too. And love is a great example. So love has both positive and negative connotations. However, love starts with the positive connotation, like love, it's great, caring and all of that. But what what is real love? We always talk about tough love, right? You hear that all the time. Yeah. And like, if you really love someone, you're gonna you need to tell them about Jesus. You need to tell them about their faults. Like that's what we also recognize is love. So when you think about fear, it's also similar, but it starts with the negative connotation, and it's on us to look into and, and pull out the positive connotation, which is that respect and awe for for God. Mm -hmm. So that that was helpful for me too. Well, I had been looking up some videos on YouTube, just like a random search because I was looking for basically how to evangelize and how to tell how to share the gospel with people because we didn't grow up with that. We grew up Catholic and we just 
nobody, you know, is going up to random strangers and sharing the gospel with them. And not that that's necessarily what we intend to do with random strangers, but even just with our close friends, you know, that we want to tell them the good news, obviously. But it's kind of hard to just bring it up randomly, you know, and I feel like when you're younger and you get together with friends, there's just kind of this like endless time. And, you know, even like we used to talk for like five hours on the phone and you get into all these various conversations. And those are great times where you would get into something like sharing the gospel with somebody or talking through that really deep stuff. But now as an adult, like we're lucky if, you know, you get an hour on the phone with your friend or go to a quick dinner and you're just not always in the conversations where you get into these deep topics you know and I always wondered too like okay if I tell him Jesus Christ died for your sins he died for you like I feel like people who aren't believers are just gonna be like okay you know and I mean it's all about planting the seeds and God will do the rest and all that and I firmly believe that but it's just kind of I don't know learning about that so anyways the whole point of me bringing this up is that I found these videos, which I can link the channel below, but it's of this guy who goes up to completely just random strangers on the street and shares the gospel with them and the way that he does it. I mean, I would not feel comfortable doing what he does, but um, it's very convicting, you know, even to a believer to hear the way he phrases it. And, you know, are you a sinner? Are you a whatever all the things he goes through. Well, he talks a lot like, do you believe in morals? And like, what what are the morals that... I just watched the video, like one of yeah, these videos. Yeah, he, so, like, he kind of goes through like some steps, some to, steps to get yeah. people there. But anyways, what he says about the fear of God really oh. was like a unique way that I had never heard it phrased before that has stuck with me. And so he talks about how the fear, if the fear of God pushes you towards Christ and believing in Jesus, then it's a good thing. And he compared it to if you're going skydiving, the fear of crashing to the ground is what helps you to put the parachute on before you jump out. So the fear, it's a healthy fear. It's a fear that drives you to do something good, something that saves your life, saves your soul, your eternal life. And so I thought that was a really good analogy. And just I had never heard it like that before. Yeah, the thing I was saying was uh, a fear is a, a fear of like it's a preservation. Like it keeps you away from, you know, doing doing bad, doing the, you know, the um, like having pride and arrogance and all of that. Like it keeps you from those things. Well, we have fear of getting burned. So that's why we don't touch fire. Like, yep. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have a fear of and that is self-preservation. <laughs> yep. I was also trying to think, I was really trying to come up because I was like, I, how would I explain this to like a kid or somebody who, um, you know, is new at this or doesn't quite get it like me? Uh, <laughs> like what, what resonates? And I think there's things in nature too that you can, you know, we often say like, what are you you know, in awe of? And I feel like things in nature are something that we can, that are profound. So I came up with an example and I am not a preacher or <laughs> anything like this, but I'm, I'm running with this and hope maybe it'll resonate with you, maybe not. But the one of the examples that, that popped up to me, and, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you go to the beach um, and you're in a condo or whatever, and you look out over the water and there's a storm like a thunderstorm going out on out over the ocean so like you're not in the storm but you can see the storm and i'm sure this occurs in like deserts and stuff and you can 
see stuff in the distance. But it's cool because in the ocean, it's so vast and you can just see the storm and just lightning, you know, crashing. You can just see the full strikes of lightning and you can see all the rain and all the wind way out there. And it's like, you have to stop and pause and like, man, that is just incredible. Like there's a sense of awe, like, wow, that is powerful. And it is also beautiful and just amazing at how complex and just dangerous it is, but you're looking at it from afar mm-hmm. and you're in fear of it in the sense of that you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't want to be in the water in that, but like you can respect that and understand the awe of that experience. Yeah. And then thinking about it as you sit in the condo or whatever, you are, God is all of it. He is that storm, that beauty, that awe, but he's also your safety, the condo you're sitting in with the lights and the shelter and all of that. And you have to be thankful and, you know, understanding that he is all of it. Um, so you can be, have that respect and understanding you also, the fear of not wanting to be in it, mm-hmm. like going out there in the storm to be in there, but also knowing that through it all, he is your shelter and your guide yeah. and he will get you through it. So I don't know if that made any sense at all, but that was something for me that stood out as you think about like, what does awe and respect for something big and grand mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe I'll try that with our kids at one point. (laughs) (laughs) I think they first probably need to see that. So we should probably go to the beach soon. Ah, I like that. There we go. (laughs) I was just thinking about, I've seen this quote like on mugs and shared on Instagram. I've seen it everywhere. It's a little poem i guess that somebody has written about how in nature you know you look around and you see the mountains and the valleys and the waterfalls and the beautiful flowers and the rain and the sun and the same god who made all of those things made you or it says like the the same god who made all of that thought you were important enough to make as well or something like that and i feel like that is completely true and God is love and you know we love because he first loved us and all these things but I feel like that kind of lends more towards the like God is my friend side and we should look at that same poem and say wow that is crazy and just as God can send a storm that you know crumbles mountains and you know, sends all these different things, he can do that to us too, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like you're saying, we we see it as, oh, God loves us and all this. And it's like, he does, but he's also very powerful and mighty and all those things. Yeah. And and I think another thing too is that people get lost of of, sometimes they think the fear of God is, like Old Testament God, like oh, the yeah. God who, you know, Oh, we don't and, have to, we don't have to fear, you know, it's not fire and brimstone anymore because of Jesus. Yes. And that's not the case. Like the, that, the devil and Satan tries to counterfeit what God creates good. So like Satan is going to come in and, and try to separate the new and the Old Testament. It's like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the Old Testament God. Like this new, you know, Jesus, he's just all about love and don't worry about that. Yeah. And it's like, that is not true. Like it is interwoven between both of both the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, I just saw this, this thing of Jordan Peterson with a little short that he showed this presentation of somebody did this infographic of 
the Bible, like uh, uh, imagine like a, a horizon with like all the verses as like a, a dot and they had lines connecting oh, the yeah. different verses of like all the what references. references. And it's like there's thousands oh tens of thousands of different yeah, references between That's... all the different verses so like when we were talking about that the other night with the references in the bible and yeah like I, that's what i was picturing because i have seen that before it's that's so, incredible maybe we'll link it in the description so yeah you can, it's you can so see it. cool and i feel like it just goes to the validity of the bible because as the word of god <laughs> there's no way that any man could have come up with that with the number of just references and how these things were written hundreds of thousands of years apart from each other like there's just no way that anyone came up with that on their own like, and it's so it's the greatest story ever written yeah and it's so prophetic like all these different stories and things in the old testament were all prophesizing about jesus and all of them coming true and all of that so well, that's I just why listen to a podcast there's a, a thousand prophecies in the bible and 500 of them have come true so 500 more to go. Or, well, with like within the Bible, they came true. And yes. so now, you know, we're living out the other 500 and many, many more probably coming quickly in succession here. Yes. That too. is a crazy podcast. <laughs> I listened to that one today too. <laughs> and he would like to make a statement about something said in a previous episode. Oh, yes. We were talking about the end <laughs> is near and, and all of that. And I, I don't know how far away it is. Well, I think it might be closer than we think. Uh, we'll link that. We'll link that podcast down below. It's a really good listen. Like the, it's yeah. a guy who who spent fifty years of his life talking about um, prophecy and what was you know said in the Bible and what's coming true now and, and all of that. So um, I think you know you, you hear the woo woos of man, we've been you know the end of the world and all these things. And I think at the end of the day, you have to ultimately turn to the Bible for truth. And um, it's certainly convincing to go through and see what people have studied and all of the different signs and all that. Yeah, it is like mind-blowing, like frightening, but it's that fear, right? The fear of the end times, um, but also an excitement to think that we were chosen for such a time as this, like that Jesus could be coming again. And um, well, that's totally, it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable, but it, it's such a weight on our shoulders too. And for all of us who are believers to tell others what's coming and to help them to know Jesus. And, um, you know, ultimately it's, it's up to him and the Holy Spirit and God to, you know, bring people from to a place of true belief, right? We grew up Christian our entire lives, but I feel like we were saved within the last year and it's just such a, a it just it's like we're not the same like, we're not the same yeah so we just want that for others and well that's the thing like it is it is terrifying to hear about obviously the end and prophecy and, and all of that but there is something that's I don't know, humbling or like that. It's not as scary as well because we get to be was. with Jesus. Yeah, I mean that that that's it. We get it. to see him. We get to go and be with him. And that's it. And it's like, man, it's taken us so long to even the other night we were talking about it, and we'll have another podcast on life events and things. But like related to having just being able to handle situations better, having full yeah. faith, and not that we don't have doubt and and all of that creep in. We're humans, but like. Over the past 
many months of waking up and all of that, we have truly come to a place of just feeling more faithful mm-hmm. and giving it up to God. The the one of the pastors we've been listening to recently, he talks about like if you look into the future and you have fear of the future, you're you're expecting Satan to show up. Fear in the future is Satan showing. You expect Satan to show up. But faith in the future is you're expecting God to show up. Yeah. And that's just so profound. And like we're all headed towards a future. And it's what what do you expect? Do you expect Satan to show up? So then you have fear, or do you expect God to show up? And, and, and God faith. tells us that he will show up. Exactly. That he says, so do you believe him or not is what it is. And so, of course, we all have feelings of fear. But I think it's what do you do with that fear? Do you let it overtake you and let it control you? Which in the past, yes. Yes. But now, no. Just quickly give it over to God. Just ask for his peace. I feel like I'm getting so much better at just taking it one day at a time. And I used to just always be living in the future and be planning. And then once some bad things happened in my life, I still was like always in the future, but it was just terrified because I saw I that, that bad things, you know, could happen. And now I even was just saying our father tonight, you know, during bedtime and it's give us our, give us our day, our daily bread, our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the lamp for our path, which a lamp only casts so much light. We're not meant to know the future. We, we don't have the capability to handle knowing it. Imagine five, 10 years ago, if we had known what was coming, like how terrifying that would have been. And just, we would have lived our lives in fear prematurely. And so I'm just really learning. And just, I feel like the Holy Spirit is just so gentle with me in this journey and just like moving me along more gently now and like at first it was not gentle and like that's what I needed at the time right and I was telling a friend we did a book study on Psalm 23 and so that's the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures and so I was telling my book club about how I don't I feel like God like body slammed me down in green pastures, like because I wouldn't listen. You know? held your head to the ground, yeah, like, just like eat the grass, green grass, down, lay down and trust me. And like that's what it took to get me to finally be like, okay, like I will, I'll do it, and then finally learn. And so now I just feel like a much more gentle spirit, and I'm appreciative of that. And I think it's just because I'm much more obedient to the spirit now than I was before. Before it was like tug of war, and now it's just like, okay, I'll do that. So one day at a time, and that's all we can do. That's all we're meant to do, and we just have to trust and have faith. Faith (laughs) is believing what is not yet seen. So Fear of the Lord. You have faith in something. That's the thing. You do. Right now, you have faith in, (laughs) in something. So... You might as well have faith in Jesus because I just can promise you that your life will be so much better, eternally better if you do. And nobody can 
really explain it perfectly to you. You you just have to experience it. And we want to do another episode more about our specific journey, which will be like a very vulnerable episode. But I feel like before we do that, I need to sit down and be like, okay, what exactly happened? <laughs> because I don't even know. How did you know, God get us here? If I could tell somebody, okay, this is what you have to do to get here. Like, I, I literally don't know how. It's just been like a crazy roller coaster. Well, that's what everything resonates differently with people. And I think that's one of the things that we were excited to do this podcast for is like we have a lot of different experiences that hopefully resonate with with some of you all. It's also doing it together. We also have our own individual, you know, relationships with Christ and we experience things differently. So for us to be able to share that together and with you, like we just hope that nuggets, you know, sit with you certain ways and that you start thinking about things because that's that's what happens with us listening to podcasts and all these different things like you pick up on nuggets and then. I, over time, things just start to connect. The more yeah. and more you do, it's like you start picking up on these things and like that diagram again of things linking all together. Like you start getting glimpses of like, oh, that was here, that was there, and like it's coming together. And I think the other thing that that was so cool about like seeing all those intricacies is like the vast number of those. It's like one person cannot comprehend all of it. Mm. So, and to me, I don't know why that was just that was really exciting because it gives you the opportunity to like you're never done learning. Yeah. Like there is always something different in the Bible for you. Like you could read it. And I've talked to, I, you know, I'm, I'm going through my first time reading the actual Bible, but I, with other guys who have read it multiple times and like, they're even seeing new things like, oh, I didn't, you know, the first or second time or third time I read it, like I didn't see that or I didn't yeah. understand it that way, or I had a different perspective on it. So it's a living, breathing document. You know, it's called the gospel, the good news. It's not just it, it's called it's the, the good news because it's waters, living yeah yeah it's not just an old book about the history like yeah it's living it's good news um so that was just it was really exciting to kind of see that visual and think about it that way yeah it is really like i feel like i want to go to like bible school or something so i can just really learn everything but you know you just have to do it in your own time bit by bit it takes it's slow it's a journey just day by day doing a little bit. But I, I was just going to say, I think the biggest things, if you are wanting to go on this faith journey and you don't really know where to start, I would say the biggest thing is obviously to read scripture and get into the word. Um, we should link the Bible project videos. Oh, those are great. Because they like, we'll look at it before we start reading a chapter and, or a book, I mean, and it, just like explains the overarching like history almost of that book of the Bible and like how it's connected and what different where they were at the time who are they talking about like gives you a little, yeah the context little it the gives context. you the context of of what that book of the Bible is so those are really great um, and then the other thing would be just to find a really good Bible believing Bible teaching church yes I mean that's Which is that's the number one thing that has taken us on this journey was finding a really good church that really is just focused on teaching the Bible and not any other kind of sort of nonsense. Um, because that's one small piece of the puzzle, but that is like the integral piece of the puzzle. You know, it's like that's what they're there the for. The free space in the bingo card. Like <laughs> you gotta have it. That's, that's the one thing. And, um, you know, the Bible even, tells us of that, you know, it tells us that we need to meet with other believers and be in church. And 
that's important. And we're not even to a point where we're super involved in our church, which is like a goal of ours, obviously, to get to that place. But just going every week has just been life-changing. And it's so critical, too, to have your kids go with you, like, yeah. to church. Like, whether they're doing the the kids group or whatever, where they're learning or have them with you in worship, like, not probably by our choice, but Georgia doesn't like to go to the kids area. So like Georgia's always with us, but I think but she has learned how to sit there and just, you know, not be a nuisance to us or others. And like, it's been really amazing to see how she, you know, struggled when we first started going because our service is an hour and a half. And to now, like, I feel like it's not a problem. I mean, we do bring a lot of snacks, but she's so good and just, I feel like people around us are always so nice and like even people who are sitting way far away will come over and be like, she is so cute, you know? And so I don't ever feel like, oh man, nobody, you know, wants this kid in here. They're all thinking like, why isn't she in the kids club? And like, it's not like that at all. Yeah. And I think it's just so important to have her there, like to see it and learn how to worship and it's so cute. be part of Yeah, I know. And I'm glad, like, the kids club that they have, too, they do worship, and, and Avery loves going to that. But she'll spend time with us and or in the kids club. Um, well, and they it's not just, like, they play and they're, no, no. like, they actually do have It's, like, a, Bible. It's, like, Sunday school. Yeah, it's Sunday school, yeah. Yeah, but that's another thing about finding a church. So, like, the church we found is you feel like everyone is there to worship and serve and learn about Christ. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no judgments like i feel like in other churches like i would feel like if someone like the kids made a peep or something like it would be i don't know like a bigger deal or like if somebody did something it would be like oh what is that person doing even like raising their arms to worship or something it would feel like oh that's weird like judgment like i think you need to find a church where you feel like you can be yourself in your relationship with god and we didn't feel that the first probably several times we went no it was we super awkward had to like more for me give it time no i, I mean it was uncomfortable for me uncomfortable too, but i think was. i was just at a place where i was like i don't care like i'm Giving gonna be uncomfortable and like i'm gonna just i mean even still i not every week but i sometimes will just say a prayer to god of like just let us know you know that this is still the right church for us and every single time i do every single time it's just like right there for me like yes yes this is where you're meant to be and that's what i wanted to say adding to your list of things that you must do when you get started on this journey and i think that is prayer um and i know this one can be i don't know if it's controversial or it just feels weird to do especially if you've never done it before um but it's so important to like talk to god like he's here to listen he's our father like he wants you to talk to him like he knows what's on your heart like you don't even have to say words like if you just carve out time and just like listen and give him the space like he's there for you um it's interesting though if you do say words i was just about to literally just about to say that yeah if you actually do choose to say things out loud like that is even more impactful and i think this goes back to actually from the bible like genesis he you know god speaks the world into being his voice we talked a little bit about this on an episode before about frequencies and sound and all that but like god is powerful through his words and his speech so when you actually say prayer out loud it's it's like next like it's like next level 
prior. I feel like, and I'm just, this is my own experience. I don't know that this is like written anywhere, but I feel like when you're saying it out loud, you're kind of inviting the Holy Spirit into it versus just in your head. And that's the feeling that I get anytime I actually open my mouth and speak versus just thinking in my head. And obviously, like you said, God knows the heart and he already knows. Anyways, you don't even have to say or think any prayer. God already knows. But because we have reverence or fear of the Lord, we want to talk to him and pray to him and bring our all of our emotions, good, bad, ugly, and otherwise, to him because that's what he asks us to do. And I think with that too, and that fear and that reverence is I have found it and I may have not done this in the past of like praying his, like praying his traits back to him and like thanking him and praising him, you know, and saying like, you are a good God. Like you are, you know, our judgment, you are our forgiver, like speaking back to him, like his glory and honor. That's the biggest change that I've made in prayer is just like, I mean, I, I very rarely now ask for something in prayer. Cause again, he already knows he knows what we need. And and a lot of the things he goes before us. So we don't need to say, you know, God, watch over me for this test tomorrow or whatever it is. Like he already knows. He already has gone before us. So all we need to do is just worship and praise him and thank him for all of the good. Because ultimately, if we're able to say a prayer, then God is good. If we're alive, breathing well, even able to think a prayer, God is good. So that's all that matters in the end. Yeah. So in this podcast that we both listened to today, that we'll link below about the end times, he talked about how we are saved through faith alone, but we will be judged on our works. So I hadn't heard it specifically like phrased that way before. And because it's always the debate, right? Like faith or works, faith or works. But that makes total sense and lines up perfectly with what's in scripture. Of course it does. Of That we, salvation is through faith in Christ alone, but we will be judged on our, on our works. And so that I feel like answers the question, you know, that people have like, oh, so some criminal, you know, the, the thief on the cross, right? With Jesus, he obviously did not lead a good life, but he chooses to believe in Christ as the son of God, literally on his death cross. (laughs) And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. So that I think people kind of get mad at that. Like, well, wait a second, you can just live this life. And it's like, well, no, he's still going to, we will all stand before the father for judgment. Yeah, that's a really good point. And what I was throwing a little bit off, and I would be interested to know more about it, was what he was saying related to you're saved through faith alone and your sins are forgiven through that, but you're being judged on the works related to the good stuff that you're doing, not judgment of like the good and the bad. Mm. It's if you've repented for your sins, you have salvation and are forgiven for those because Jesus died for us on the cross to forgive us of those sins. But we will be judged on the works that we do in this life of, you know, his kingdom and and doing those things. And he made the comment like God's not a socialist. 
Um, like, yeah. like they're like rankings of it. Like, you know, if you do more good works, are you at a different level or something? Like we're all saved, but yeah, what is, what is that? And I think it's, again, I don't know the theology of it to, to speak differently to it, but I thought it was well phrased and something we hadn't heard before and require some, you know, some more thought about it and research into it. But I think that's a good motivating factor to mm-hmm. want to do good and spread the word. Also, I feel like when you, when you listen to prophecies and, and talking about end times, like it gets you fired up about, man, I like, I want to have these conversations with more people. Like you, you want to save more people and like have those conversations because you care about people. And that's what that guy you were sharing about earlier. He's like, I love you. Like, I want to have you say like the, the deepest care is to have people want to find Jesus and be yeah. saved because you want to avoid hell and damnation and this horrible thing. Um, and why would we not? And unfortunately that is what is a problem in a lot of the church today of, like you said, spreading the gospel of, of the love part, but not so much the repentance part and turning from sin and, actually you know coming to know christ and that that's just something that is just the work of the holy spirit in my opinion and you know it's personal with each person because they say you can miss a heaven by 18 inches which is the distance between the head and the heart and i feel like we were in the head for a long time and now i feel like we truly in our heart have faith and believe and it's very different (laughs) it's very different it's awesome so yeah interesting stuff it is well we hope we got something out of this episode i think it was uh it was fun to talk about this and dive into fear and and all the different topics so be sure to like and subscribe and leave a comment down below happy to chat it through with you guys and love to hear what your thoughts are too thanks for watching and or listening and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.